Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, going to be a very short one as we have no matches coming up. Going to do some New Year's resolutions for the CDL, some teams overall. Uh, just going to be a mini episode, probably 10 to 20 minutes here. So if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, if you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. Appreciate all the support lately. You guys killed it even on the mini solo episode last week. Going to be one more solo episode here. Uh, you know, I was moving uh, this past week. Brock is also currently moving, uh, setting up his PC and everything today. Been busy with the holidays and all that. So Brock's getting that all set up. He'll be back next week to do predictions with me, and then we'll be kind of back rolling into the CDL season. So super, super, super excited to get into that. Uh, without further ado, let's just jump into it today. There aren't uh, a ton of things to talk about news-wise. Um, I mean... We've got like the Charlie Intel tweet about what to expect from Call of, uh, Call of Duty this year in 2024. Um, so new MW3 and Warzone seasons and content, obviously Fortunes Keep and Rebirth in Warzone, which for you Warzone guys, um, you can tell me if, if you enjoy that a lot. You guys know I'm not a big Warzone person. Um, and then Warzone, Mo uh, Warzone Mobile launching in spring, which could be very big because as we know, mobile games are absolutely massive. Um, then some rumors, the stuff that we're more interested in is uh, COD 2024 is Black Ops Gulf War from Treyarch. Um, all I need to know is that Treyarch is on there, and that makes me very excited. Um, Verdansk apparently returning in late 2024, again for you Warzone guys, and then COD on Xbox Game Pass, which to me is a big one because I do, if I play on console, play on Xbox. This is actually my first year ever buying COD on PC. Uh, I've always had it on Xbox in the past, didn't really have a PC um, to buy it on for the longest time. I only recently got a PC and then kind of had it partway through Vanguard. So I already had that on, on the Xbox and then just decided to buy it on the Xbox uh, for MW2. And then this year finally switched over to PC. So um, for any of, the, uh, any of you that are on Xbox though, and Game Pass is basically the way you can get um, like the Xbox Live Gold now. So pretty big W that you essentially just for buying Game Pass in your live can then not have to pay the extra $70 on top of that for Call of Duty, because most people that have an Xbox at this point, I feel like you have Game Pass uh, for the most part, obviously not all, but a lot of people. Um, so I'm hoping that transfers over to like the PC Game Pass too uh, that they have, because then I can just get COD for free every year. So that'd be super nice. Um, other than that though, kind of looking around here, there isn't a ton of news. It's kind of a slow time for the CDL just because we've been on this break for a little bit. Holidays, not a lot going on, uh, like no roster rumors and all that stuff. Um, happening around there but ah uh, man we see jacob hale's tweet here about i was looking through to see if he had any other news that i want to talk about but um we see his tweet about what the cdl could have been it would have been interesting to see um if it ended up going like this because uh it's a picture of the 2020 world tour where they were going like the minnesota launch weekend which i attended um super fun and then it was like london atlanta paris los angeles new york toronto dallas chicago so on so forth just million cities basically um the end of january and then three weekends in february four weekends in march uh three in april four in may four in june three in july and then there's a championship weekend after um so they were just literally like every weekend basically with a couple breaks in here and there um gonna travel to a different city would have been um quite crazy though because like the travel in the beginning of the year from london to atlanta to paris back to la back over to new york to toronto down to dallas uh 
just crazy travel would have been brutal on the players. And I don't even know how it would work with practice. It'd be very tough to practice when you're constantly having to travel. Um, so people that were saying what could have been, uh, this format wouldn't have worked. Plain and simple, just a new new place every weekend with no time to practice would have been uh, quite the interesting thing. But um, yeah, I mean, there's no there's no arguing that it should be somewhere in between. Uh, the fact that we only have like what four majors in a uh, champs this year uh, is not enough. But you know that the, the land every weekend might be a little bit too much, especially when it's traveling to different cities and not all at one location. So somewhere in between would be absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, other than that, no news. Um, just gonna do like some mini. They're kind of like New Year's resolutions because obviously recording this here on uh, New Year's night. Kind of like mini New Year's resolutions for maybe a couple teams or groups, like things to look out for heading into the new year. Going to touch on those and then pretty much wrap it up. Just wanted to get something out uh, to you guys, a little bit of content uh, before we kind of get back into the swing of things here next year um, or next week. Geez, uh, I'm thinking about the new year. Um, so, you know, I got one just shout out here for the league, the CDL. Here's a New Year's resolution for you. Announce challengers and give us some more info. Um Literally the only explanation I can think of for what the league is doing by not announcing anything for challengers, not supporting them at all, um, since we're already deep into the season, is that they're just, it's going to be dead this year or after this season and they just don't care. That's like the only explanation for what they're doing because usually challengers is like, you know, the cups and everything are starting up before any CDL matches. So we have a lot of uh, announcements on challengers even before the Call of Duty League season starts just because they, they're playing so much earlier. Uh, they don't even give us that. They don't have like any information. There might not be that many lands this year for them. They're just basically kind of cutting them out of everything and just saying, screw it. We're not going to give them any support. So that's my New Year's resolution. Just announce challengers. Give us some more info for the CDL. Um, kind of what to look forward to here in the new year for some of the, the bottom teams. I'm kind of looking mostly at like London. Uh, or excuse me, Carolina Royal Ravens here, uh, Rocker, and even like an LAG, even though they do have a match win. Um, looking at them, like how uh, Carolina has looked pretty rough lately. Uh, Rocker has looked very rough. And then LAG, you know, they did look really good, I guess, uh, in their last match w winning, but I still don't have a ton of faith in that roster. Uh, I feel like teams like that, uh, you can even make a case for like Vegas and LAT, but those are teams I maybe have a little more faith in. I mean, I don't know. I guess they both have a win, but... Vegas is probably going to look really rough after this next week because we'll talk about it, but they have some very, very, very tough matches coming up. So Vegas might be at the bottom of the standings um, following this weekend just based on, you know, the, the luck of the draw with their schedule here. But for those teams, I think you've got to start just right now. Your resolution for this new year has to be looking into challengers right now before it's too late. Uh, oftentimes we see at least one, if not multiple teams every year start out super slow believe they're going to turn around, stick with the team for a major or two. Um, and then they realize too late that this isn't going to work. They're already in 11th or 12th place. There's so many points behind that, even with some top six finishes and, you know, going three and four or back in the day when it was five matches per split going two and three or three and two, you know, squeaking out a top six. At some point, it doesn't matter. You're not going to make champs because you started the first two majors by winning one online match and going top 12. So you got 20 points. There are plenty of cases of teams doing that. Um, Vegas, for example, last year kind of put themselves so far behind the eight ball before finally starting to win some matches and trying to come back. They were just too far behind to do so because they had to get top, top placements. And, you know, these teams are at the bottom. It's just going to be tough for them. If they're fighting for the eighth spot, odds are they're probably not fighting for top threes at tournaments. Um, 
So these teams got to look into challenges right now before it's too late. I'm not saying they have to instantly, you know, pick someone up because maybe they do still believe in the roster. They're like, eh, it's only been three or four matches, but you've got to have your pulse, uh, your hand on the pulse of challengers and be like, okay, this guy, we like him, we like him, we like him. And then I think honestly, after major one, like for a rocker, if you go like one and six uh, in this split and then get top 12, you've got to have your, your plan of what challenges players you potentially like and just bring them in because you cannot go forward uh, just constantly <laughs> losing online splits and then decide after major two, okay, it's time to make a change. We've only won three matches this year. You're too far behind because I, odds are that the one change you make, if you're already this bad, is probably not going to just make your team incredibly better um, and just shoot you up the standings. So kind of a New Year's resolution or something to look for for those teams. Uh, those teams uh one specific team i want to call out for something to look forward for them uh miami heretics they got to keep their foot in the gas i mean we know this team full of passionate players you always see the passion uh coming out of them when they're playing so i don't have any uh, suspicions that they will take their foot off the gas but that's kind of what they have to do coming into this new year keep that foot on the gas pedal because they've got matches coming up against surge breach optic and lag to finish out the split, they're three and zero right now. Obviously, at the top uh, of the standings because their uh, like map win percentage is higher than Phase. They're nine and two in maps, and they're three and zero. And then Phase is nine and three in maps. Um, but the reason I'm looking so much at this Miami team uh, to just keep that foot in the gas is because, like I just said, with those last teams and starting slow, the same thing applies to these uh, these teams that uh, start fast. You start fast, and you're um, after major one, you're sitting at 100 points and you're firmly in the top eight by 70 points or something. You know, if you have a major two where you go three and four online and finish top eight uh, and you only get, what, 40, 50 points or whatever, it's okay because you had 100 something points and you had so many points built up from that first major that it gives you a little bit of a cushion. It's it's nice to have that um, that wiggle room where if you if you make an error and like we, we think a team like Miami Heretics could maybe regress a little bit to the mean um and not win every match because nobody can but they're a team that we don't look at as like a juggernaut and maybe they will be maybe they'll prove us wrong and this this 3-0 start will become a consistent thing but the reason i think they have to keep their foot in the gas is because they to me have a very realistic path to for sure still staying in the top two um for seeding for this major so going up you know they're 3-0 already, and they play Surge and Breach in their next two matches. Those teams are by no means bad teams, but, I mean, you know, the Breach are sitting at 1-3 and three with a 6-9 and nine map record, uh, and Surge are sitting at 2-2 two and two with a 500 map record at 8-8. Eight and eight. These are two teams that are, you know, middle of the pack. They're not incredible. They're not. Teams we look at in our top four are Atlanta, you know, New York, Optic, and Toronto. They're none of those teams, so... Uh, a really good opportunity for them to go out and win those two matches, get to 5-0, and and then they play Optic. Obviously a very tough match, which is why I said top two. Uh, and then they play LAG. So LAG, a very winnable match. I mean, you play two middle-of-the-pack teams in Surge and Breach, and then a more bottom team in LAG. And then you get Optic in that third match, who are obviously very good. But even if Heretics can go out and they can beat uh, Surge, Boston, LAG, six six wins there, lose to Optic 6-1. and one. Even if you fall to one of the two between Surge or Breach. Just got to find a way to, I think, finish like two and two here. Keep your foot on the gas. Finish five and two on the split. Uh, I believe five and two would likely get you to a top two seed. I mean, obviously, you're going to be in winner's bracket easily in, in a top four seed for sure. But 
you know, you know, you never know. They could easily go six and one, and who knows? Certainly possible they could beat Optic. And if if Heretics keep their foot on the gas, get to seventy points heading into Major One before even playing and having a top seed, could be a big, big, big momentum swing that kind of carries them through the year into the playoffs. Because man, if you get out to a hot like let's say they do get up to a six and one, seven and zero start, have sixty or seventy points, and then finish top four at the major. They're going to be well over a hundred points and and very well on their way um, to making it to playoffs as long as they just play okay the rest of the year. Uh, then the last team I really wanted to touch on for a New Year's resolution um, is Las Vegas. I mean, this has to be for them. It's got to be all hands on deck, everybody putting in the work because they haven't of our like teams that are currently out of the playoffs. They have a 6-11 and 11 map record. They've extended series a little bit more than uh, some of our other teams below them. Like Thieves only have played 13 maps in uh, the same amount of series. And Carolina has only played 14 where they've played 17. Um, so Vegas, I mean, shoot, it's going to be tough. But you've got to find a way to have all hands on deck and make this the best week of preparation you've ever had for these matches. Because coming up, they play Optic Phase and then Toronto. And they're already 1-3 sitting in the 9 spot and out of winner's bracket for the first major. Um, yeah, that's, that's very tough. So do I think they're going to beat optic phase or Toronto? Probably not, but if they can somehow put in their best week of preparation, and even win one of these matches to just get some points on the board, um, just based on the way like LAG's at the bottom of the standings and like the way Carolina's looked and Minnesota's looked the A spot this year, barring any teams really picking it up might end up being pretty low on points and you just don't want to fall behind. So Vegas, all the preparation has got to be there and you just got to try to get all hands on deck to somehow get some wins or, or maybe you just put everything into the land and try to make, make a run. You've either got to make a run here online or on land to kind of keep yourself treading water. And it is brutal because Brock and I had talked about it before, but they really needed to start out this season strong in the first uh, few weeks, you know, just because they, the, the second half of the schedule was so hard, like kind of going back and looking at their matches here. Um, they had, Prior to this, they didn't have like the toughest match. Remember their first week was like, we were talking about they could realistically do something crazy. Yeah, because they also played New York. That's right. So they played New York, the other top four team. Um, but before that, they had Heretics, who now obviously look a lot better, but going into the season, we thought would be a pretty winnable match for them. They played Carolina, who they fell to Carolina, and that's the Ravens' only win. Uh, they obviously beat Rocker, who have yet to win. Uh, and that's all we're looking at. So like they played teams like rocker Carolina who are in our bottom four with them. Uh, and then heretics who, you know, are a lot better maybe off the rip than we thought they would be, but still you had to find a way to try to win two of those matches and get to like two and two at least can't fall, um, to the Carolina Royal Ravens. If you're, if you're Vegas Legion, um, so it's going to be tough going forward, but got to have all hands on deck and somehow find a way to get some points. And that goes for all of our bottom teams if you're you're looking to stay involved like i said uh it's pretty much all i've got for this one like i like i said it was going to be a shorter episode it's solo this week brock's getting all settled in in the new place moving uh, a lot of work to do as i know from doing it this past week he's getting everything all settled in getting his pc back set up getting the internet everything set up it's a it's a brutal process i don't don't envy that he's doing it right now because i just had to do it and it was absolutely brutal um so yeah, we'll be back to normal schedule next week. Sorry, this one's coming out so late for any of you that like to hop on and listen right away with New Year's Day. Had a very, very busy day. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five-star review. 
We'll be back next week. Like I said, Brock on here. We'll be doing predictions. We'll be getting back to that. Looking forward to that. Uh, very, very, very much so. I'm looking forward to getting back to matches. So thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you in the next one.